This is Digital Marketing Fastlane. This podcast will show you how to build, launch, grow, and scale a widely successful online business. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. You're going to learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your online store. Coming to you from the online marketing experts at Boy Media, here's your host, Kevin Urrutia. Today uh, with me is Kevin Urrutia. He is the CEO and founder of Boy Media, and it is a primarily e-commerce, right, Kevin? Agency? Yep, e-commerce. Yep. Awesome. And he got started from scaling two e-commerce companies. Um, Were those your own e-commerce companies or were those clients? Yeah, no, these were our own e-commerce companies. Okay. And then uh, started an agency um, with his partner, Wilson. So he's here with us today and he's going to talk about how he maximized his sales during Q4, what he does to prepare before and, and after and to make the most out of uh, the holiday shopping season. Yep, I'll get started right now. So today's topic is going to be maximizing Q4 sales on Facebook and Instagram. A little bit myself, so Boy Media, we, we help scale brands with paid social at some record speeds. So our goal here at Boy Media is to really help you grow your business as fast as possible using Facebook and Instagram. Before founding Boy Media, I was working on two e-commerce companies and scaled those up to eight figures. Um, one was in the outdoor space and the other one was in the travel sector. Both companies are still are running right now and they have like their own sort of CEOs that run them. So the agenda for today is going to be Q4, the periods of Q4 offers some examples of successful Q4 campaign strategies, ad creatives and audiences for Q4, aligning your Q4 budgets, some bidding rules with reveal, and then optimizing your websites for conversions for the Q4 period. So for Q4, we typically execute a few different types of strategies for the brands we work with. Here, we're gonna go over at least three different approaches that you can use depending on your scale and depending on your budget as well. So for the periods, for the plans, the brands we work with, usually we break it up to four periods. So period one, which is today till November 23rd, period two, which is November 23rd to December 2nd, And then period three, which is December 3rd to December 18th, and then December 19th to New Year. For the Q4 offers that we've seen work the best, we want offers that will resonate well with your target audience. And this really depends on kind of what that means for your existing brand and sort of what you've been doing throughout that year. Um, What we tell the brands we work with are the offer needs to be meaningful to your audience. And it really depends on your brand, your company, what type of ads you've been running to them. We always say like consider a more substantial discount than a 10% if you typically offer this amount. So most of the brands we work with sometimes have like an email pop up and they give a typical, hey, if you join that email list, you'll get 10% off. Usually when we try to run those campaigns for Q4, they start performing poorly just because it's an offer they've seen before. So we always suggest at least 25% discount or higher, or you kind of offer maybe some different bundle products that they haven't seen before. Those are, those are some pretty good ones. And if you can't really do discounts, then what we recommend is holiday bundles with a digital component, or what you can do too is stress in your creatives or in your offers, stress urgency, stress scarcity. You know that let's say you only really have a hundred of these items for the holiday. So you can stress that you only have a hundred day left. And obviously you want to use real scarcity here. Um, you can scare, uh, stress free shipping. You can also mention that if you order by this certain date, then you'll get the item before the holidays or Christmas. 
Another one too, if you really don't have a discount, is just sort of uh, mention your strike price, which is usually that discount you see on most websites. And for the offer here too, what you want to do is make it easily redeemable on your website. What we really, if you have a really strong offer, such as a 30% off, you really wanna do a whole site-wide offer for that and just have it so that it auto applies on checkout. You really don't wanna be giving people coupon codes for this time of period when they just wanna purchase right now and you also just want that conversion as fast as possible. And the issue with sometimes giving out coupon codes is sometimes they don't work, sometimes something comes up and then that just leads to more emails, customer service emails, and that can sort of be a headache on, on your business too. These are sort of like the timelines that we do for the Q4 offers and sort of some different offers for each period that we, we, we think about. So for period one, which is now until Thanksgiving week, really what you really want to do here is still run purchase conversion campaigns and build up assets that you have already. Um, so, you know, tell people to come join your VIP list, tell people to come join your early deals list, tell people to come and get a free ebook. And essentially you're thinking about lead magnets here and sort of collecting emails. That way you can use them later on to email them or to upload to Facebook as a custom audience. Another one that we've seen work well for period one is doing a bunch of giveaways such as, hey, we're giving away free $50 gift card to our store that we can buy anything. And another one that we've seen work well is shopping sprees. Shopping sprees are great just because you don't really see them that much on Facebook, but it sort of helps with uh, people resharing or reposting on Facebook. And that kind of helps build that sort of engagement audience to your friends and family of people that might have it. And of course, this is also great because um, why we like it is shopping sprees, shopping sprees, people sometimes share them on Facebook and it gives friends and families ideas of what they might buy. So then that, that then allows them to buy gifts for somebody else. Period two is usually through Thanksgiving through December 3rd. And this includes Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So for this period, two main ones that you really wanna focus on are gonna be huge discounts, such as 25 plus offers. You don't really wanna go anything too fancy or crazy here. Just make it the straight, simple cut offer for uh, your customers. For period three, which is December 3rd to your store shipping, uh, last shipping day before Christmas. Like again, for this period, it really depends on your own store, your own shipping deadlines, and sort of if you have two day shipping or one day shipping. Um, a, lot of, a lot of brands right now have two day shipping, one day shipping. So this could be, this can even go up to maybe December 21st to the 22nd. The offers that we've seen work well here are the buy one, get one or BOGO. Mystery bundles work really well here. If you are buying gifts for your brother, family, or sister, then really you can give them a mystery bundle because you know you, you might not know what, what exactly they like, but if you know they like a brand, then you can say, hey, I got you this nice little bundle. Um, you also want to offer incentives to maybe buy back again. Family packs go, go, go well again, such as get this for your, your um, brother-in-law, get this for your cousins, those work well too. And another one is gonna be, the main one is gonna be just urgency before the last shipping date. So just let them know that, hey, after this date, you're not gonna get the gift before Christmas and that really helps get sales. And then period four is post-Christmas to New Year's. The offers here are gonna be last sale of the year because it really is a actual scarcity or urgency that's gonna happen. So New Year's is actually gonna come. Tax saving deals for services. This is more for B2B brands that they're selling services. It is a great way to um, tell them to buy things. And then New Year's resolution. These offers here are for if your brand is focused on uh, fitness or different habits that you want to do. And we usually tell them like December is a great time of year to do that. And then another one is just clearance sales. We see a lot of brands utilize period four for clearance sales of all the inventory that they've had from the summer that they just couldn't sell. 
especially if you're like a summer clothing company, you just want to keep selling stuff here. So those are some of the offers that we uh, sort of suggest. So for us here on the Q4 campaign strategies, um, here we typically execute a few of, different, of these different types of uh, strategies for brands. And I'm going to go be going over three different approaches that you can use. And of course, this all depends on your scale and budget. So strategy one really focuses on period two, which is between November 23rd to December 2nd. Who this is for? This is for smaller budgets and not a lot of creative assets. The goal for here is low sales volume, but very high return and ad spend, very high ROAS. The audience here is going to be pretty simple. It's going to be people that have recently interacted with your ads, maybe in the past 30 days. Some, so people really know about you. They just saw some of your products and they just kind of maybe just discovered you. What you're going to be doing here is using a lot of dynamic product ads to do the heavy lifting. Um, with the dynamic product ads or DPAs, this, they don't require a lot of creative output. So it's really simple to get some of these campaigns up and you can basically make it super easy to make different catalogs. And why this strategy is great is because some brands out there just don't have different, they can't do different photo shoots of the different times of the year. So this allows them to at least capitalize on the Q4 period uh, where people are just want to buy. And especially it's, it's, it's good because they just saw your brand. So they're going to have a high affinity to you. And the next strategy is going to be strategy number two. And this one really focuses on period two and three. So between November to December 18th, November 23rd to December 18th. So about a month or so. And this one is for brands that have a medium sized budget that want to focus on high returns and kind of a medium sales volume. The goal is high ROAS on a low budget and audience here is really going to be 80% remarketing. And then this also includes email lists and previous ad engagers with this sort of audience here in strategy two, you're going to be expanding more of your bucket from that 30 days to maybe 60 to 180. And then at the same time, you want to rely heavily on your email list, uh, past purchases that you've had, and maybe some previous ad engagers. Why this strategy works well for medium sized budgets, um, is because you're expanding your retarding list, but at the same time, you're using your email list to the advantage that you know that people are going to op open some of them at least 10 to 20%. But with this sort of strategy here is you speak more directly to existing customers that have purchased your products, but this does require a little bit more creative output since you're also going to be doing email campaigns and you're also going to be doing different type of ads, not just dynamic product ads. You're going to be actually running more video campaigns. You're going to be running more image creatives. So this does require your brand to have a little bit more creative output. The third strategy is going to be, it's going to involve all the, all the four periods, you know, basically period one, two, three, and four. This is for more medium to large, medium to large budgets, about at least 200 K plus in Q4. The goal here is scaling ad spend within the KPIs that you know um, you're happy with. And of course, for each brand, it's a little bit different. Some brands just want to scale high with uh, just get more customers or maintain some sort of row as they're looking to achieve. The audience here is kind of 45% is going to be prospecting. 45% about remarketing and now 15, 15% is going to be retention campaigns. This strategy focuses heavily on prospecting early right now for all the brands we're working with, we're doing a lot of this right now, but basically showing early offers, doing email funnels, doing video view campaigns, doing event responses, free giveaways and lead generation. So event responses is something that we've seen work really well in the past where basically you tell audiences, Hey, we have the special coming up in the next month sign up for our event and you'll get notified of the deal. A lot of people don't use this as a campaign, but what's great about the event responses is that as you've probably seen when your friends invite you to events and they update the event or they change something, you get a notification on your Facebook account. So this is a way to sort of hack that and use it as a way to tell people, Hey, the deal is happening right now. 
or hey, the deal just went live. And the great thing about it is that you can actually track that on Facebook, at least the event responses. So it's a, a great way to sort of collect leads in a different sort of way, not just a traditional uh, lead ads. And then again, what you also want to be doing is email funnels here. Um, email funnels here are to just collect email leads, give away a free ebook, give away a free item. For here, typically you want to spend at least three or four times your average budget, at least 200K plus in Q4. And this is for really when you know, you really know your metrics and you're really looking to scale up and you're trying to capitalize on that sales volume that um, you know Q4 is going to give you. And of course here, you, all, you also want to have an excellent offer that's going to be needed for this strategy to really work effectively. Um, so here for Void Media, our suggested campaign strategy is going to be strategy number three. It's the most comprehensive and it allows you to capitalize on the high conversion rates during these periods. It also allows you to utilize other assets that you were using earlier in the year, allows us to use a lot of the audiences that you've been building up throughout the year, and also allows you to get uh, super more creative during these Q4 periods. Um, at least with, the, with us, we're making a lot of holiday creatives, a lot of holiday landing pages for brands. And that's super uh, fun to do for clients because they love those sort of uh, one-off pages that they can show off. For this strategy, you know, like I said, it allows us to bring new customers into our funnel in period one. We can test ad copy, we can test offers, we're testing creative assets and landing pages. And the thing, thing about this too is that we're building a really big marketing pool and email list. Clients love building email lists, brands love email lists. We've seen them to be super high converting during Q4 period. So we know that if we really build a nice uh, targeted uh, campaign list, it's gonna convert when we send that email blast um, right after you know, that Thanksgiving Day turkey. So right now for the Q4 creative, we're gonna be going over some Q4 creatives that we've seen uh, to, be, to work well. So the main thing for the Q4 creatives is always analyze some of your previous winning campaigns and angles. This is the number one thing that you should do when you're thinking about Q4. Go back to the campaigns that were giving you that return ad spend that you were happy with. Go back to the campaigns that were giving you that CPA that you were happy with and sort of see why they won or even look at that angle and see how you can sort of twist it up for a holiday sort of campaign. Um, you should have at least three to five creatives per angle or offer. I would say that's a minimum just because you never know what's going to resonate well. So three different creatives, you know, and that could really mean image ads, video ads, images with motion, some of the tall images for Instagram stories, or even just, you know, different colors on that same sort of creative that you, you know, you know, have seen work well. Um, you want to focus on eye catching product shots that are at least one by one. We've seen these work well for Q4. And again, you also want to create those 916, 9 by 16 images for IG stories. We're seeing IG stories perform super well nowadays, really cheap CPMs. You can get super creative with them when you're doing maybe poll ads. You can say, hey, would you like to buy this gift for your brother or sister? Yes or no. And then that's why those work well. Again, it's super cheap and you get to swipe up. And especially, this is also why it's important to have a really super mobile optimized website. We're seeing a lot of sales on, on via IG stories nowadays. We also suggest getting a lot of UGC content and turning those into video creatives. UGC content is probably one of the biggest content that we see convert no matter what period it is. But even in Q4, it still works amazing. And we've seen it where we can take a UGC video that was working well, let's say Q1, Q2, add a nice little holiday banner to it, add a holiday discount to it, and you know, get a super high return ad spend. And then again, like I said before, you want some, maybe some holiday theme assets. But the main thing for the Q4 creatives is just keep your messaging clear and simple. If you're offering a discount, just say this is a discount in big, bold letters, and then go from there. Hey, Kevin, we got a quick question here. Yep. Um, I think is a good time to answer. 
Maria asked, when is the best time to start Black Friday campaigns on Facebook? Yeah, I mean, we see some people running Black Friday campaigns like the week of Black Friday. It really depends on kind of the budget and sort of if you want to start promoting your offer as soon as possible. But we also see people just promote it the day of Black Friday. So that kind of, but the best time is always at least one or two days before. And the reason, another reason why too is, whereas I wanted to mention too, is with these campaigns, at least for Black Friday or Cyber Monday, you really want to have them all uploaded and approved by Facebook because last year, Facebook pretty much kind of went down during like these times and a lot of campaigns, a lot of, I know a lot of other advertisers complaining that they couldn't even get campaigns up and running because Facebook just didn't approve the ads in time. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good tip about scheduling. I've happened, that's happened to me a couple of times, uh, extremely frustrating. And it sounds like still you'd want to do some of those top of funnel campaigns to build that list for Black Friday too, right? Or to build that audience. Sorry, said, it, sorry, said it again, it's like breaking up a little bit. Oh, sorry. It, it sounds like you also want to do some of those top of funnel campaigns like you were mentioning here in, in strategy three to build up those audiences for the Black Friday yep. campaigns, right? Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think Tyler's saying that uh, he, he saw that la- disaster last year. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was annoying. So yeah, I would say like start them as soon as possible. Of course, it makes sense like two, three days before. Some people are kind of doing them a week before. We've seen kind of both. We also see other companies just start, just start them right after here in the East Coast. So we see people start them. We sometimes schedule them for like 6 p.m. So basically right after dinner, when we know people are done eating that turkey and they're ready to go on Facebook and sort of uh, want to browse their phones. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think Tyler's saying that he also does after dinner as well. Here's kind of like the timeline for creative creatives and timeline. So obviously period one, uh, we're going to go over period one, period one and period two, which is today to uh, November 23rd and November 23rd to December 2nd. Here for period one, where you're doing a lot of your prospecting, you're doing a lot of your audience building and asset building. You don't really need to really focus too much on what the holiday is or sort of the holiday prom- uh, or it needs to be holiday focused at all. You can still continue prospecting with previous creators that you've seen work well. You know, this could be product shots. It could be image shots. It could be lots of lifestyle photos. It could be some of the branded videos that you have running. So that's kind of like, you're still kind of building up your assets. And of course, going with that offer that you previously wanted to pick here as well. For period two, this is really where your creator should be focused on the actual selling of going on. You can use product images and then use UGC content. And of course, you want to be also add the holiday theme assets to the creatives. But again, with the messaging here, like we said before, just keep it simple. Just show people your offer, have a link to them to buy as soon as possible. And that's it. Like, you know, we've seen like one or two sentences just convert the best here. You don't need to go too crazy with some sort of long sales uh, ad copy. But for period three and period four, which is December 3rd to January 1st. Uh, so basically for period three, the creatives that we want to focus on here are going to be more now on giftability, last minute shopping, and should have Christmas theme assets here or uh, maybe Hanukkah theme if you're in, uh, yeah, Hanukkah theme as well. Um, so basically, you know, focus on uh, some certain angles here. For period four, it's just, we really just consider this an extension of period three, but we will also incorporate bundling, last minute shopping, urgency, and new goals such as fitness goals or, or uh, lifestyle goals. And that's kind of um, how we think about it here. So in here, we just wanna go over some of the creatives that we've seen work well. Yep, so this is BetterHelp, it's great, a great video here. And then here's Theragun, which is another product type of video. And quick question on that first one, did they pay to have this person do that or is that pure 
uh, obviously that's not pure user generated content because no one would upload a video <laughs> quite like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah, but the, yeah, but this one, like something like this one, the, the, you probably pay someone, like I said, you could do both ways where you can do UGC content, which is someone just does it for you. But with something like this, we've been able to just hire actors to essentially just read the script that we want them to say based on a real testimonial. Okay. Oh, based on a real testimonial. Okay. I got it. Yeah. So you just hire the actors uh, to just come into your office and do it. So with this one right here, it's just like a, a product shot video with just showing some of the product features. So like I said, these were, were these work well for period one. And the reason why is because they're videos. Of course, the videos, you all know, you can do the video retargeting. But what I really like about them is that they're pretty long. So a little bit above 30 seconds. And you can really leverage some of that 75% retargeting audiences for later campaign, later on campaigns, because you know that um, they've watched a big part of it. And that's really why I like long testimonial videos like this one, which is about a minute long, because you're really telling customers and prospects what your value prop is, what your offer is, and sort of what you would do before they maybe even click on your website. So you know you're, really, you're building a really hot, uh, engaged audience. Yeah, so for this one, this is one where, as a Diff's eyewear, we don't do them, but we've seen them produce really great creatives here. Um, and Diff is, like, I think someone asked a question, when should you start sales? You, see, you could see that Diff is stalling the holiday shopping right now. This is an ad that they had running for maybe the past week. And you could see that their creatives are very simple and their messaging is very clear. It's get your holiday shopping done early, warehouse sale on select sun and blue light styles. They have one frame for 25, two frames for 40, five frames for 90, and 10 frames for 150. The creative is very simple. You know what the offer is and they're not doing anything crazy. And all the content that you see here, at least for the, the left and the, and the bottom right, is, a, is UGC content. Maybe the top right is a photo shoot, but the other ones look are a little bit more natural. And it's the sort of content that we've seen on their Instagram page a lot. So that for them, this is just a static image. And they also made another one like this with uh, using their UGC content, that's a video. And again, it's super simple. It's five seconds long. And then for this one, this is another creative example that we like for Q4. Uh, this is the one that Bonobos has. The reason why we like it, it's, it goes back to kind of what we're saying is for Q4, just make your creative simple and just tell people what it is. It's, it's such a straight up offer. It's 25% off everything. And that's it. And, and those are the ones that we've seen work well because people know when they're swiping up or when they're clicking what they're going to do, what they're going to get out of it. This is another one from Ta Taylor Stitch, which is goes back to kind of like more of the bundles and uh, the giveaways. This one is for uh, just winning a gift card. So for here, you could see that they're signing up and it's just for email collection. And I'm assuming someone's going to win. And then later on, everybody else that's, that's not going to win is going to get an email or some sort of discount. So those are some uh, great creatives and some ideas that you could be doing for at least period one and period two and period three of um, the Q4 campaigns. Another one that we really like, it goes back to kind of bundle box or surprise box. Ella, you guys have seen this company before. They do this a lot. And again, if you look at their, this is an ad that they have running right now. They're running Black Friday deals right now. And it's not even like Black Friday yet. So a lot of companies are starting right now early. This is actually just one video that I just took two screenshots of. So you can say, hey, use Black Friday for 25% Friday off plus free shipping. They're using great call to action and they're, they're showing the really strong offer with the free shipping offer that we mentioned earlier today. And then again, they're also incorporating a surprise box. You don't know what you're going to get, but you know that you have this great deal and you're going to get free shipping. 
So this is a video and it, it, it just rotates between these two images. Hey, uh, Kevin, Tyler had a quick yeah. question here about these creatives. Okay. If these creatives were part of the same funnel, where would you put UGC uh, slash influencer versus product centric creative? Yeah, so for UGC, we UGC slash influencer uh, and product centric creative, we would put them still at top of the funnel. So UGC influencer, put them at the top of the funnel. We've seen them work well. And then if you get UGC influencer that talks about maybe reviews or talks about a great service that you're doing, you would also put it kind of in the middle of the funnel and bottom of the funnel. So it really depends, but like for UGC, we've seen it work well for top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and also bottom of the funnel. For product centric, we kind of really like to do it a little bit more in the middle of the funnel because you kind of already convinced a person to check out your website, check out your product, and now maybe you should, you should tell them exactly what's included in the product, kind of similar to that Theragun video. So you could potentially have someone talking about Theragun in the first sort of top of the funnel, an influencer or some sort of um, gym person, and then that middle of the funnel, you have that sort of Theragun product-focused uh, video. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, you said that's perfect. Uh, thanks, Tyler, for that question. Okay, and so here's some of uh, the Q4 audiences that we usually think about and sort of we're, we're gonna be going over. So basically for Q4, you know, basically now until the week of Black Friday, like I said before, start building audiences that you retar target as the cost of traffic begins to rise. This is something that happens in Q4 every single year. It gets more and more expensive. So this is why we, even tell, we always tell customers, you need to start prospecting early. So audiences that you really wanna be using are gonna be Facebook and Instagram retargeting audiences, 180 days video views, anywhere between 75 plus, but even we've seen 25 to 50 plus uh, work well. Of course, fans of your pages always work well. You also wanna be focusing on some website custom audiences. Audiences, um, 30 days view content, but then purchase is an example. Facebook Messenger lists, and then email lists. And then of course, you also wanna focus on your lookalike audiences, you know, one to 10%. Um, this, could be, this can mean 30 day buyers, viewed content within purchase. This could be people that have just purchased, people that have purchased over X $100. Again, you can get really creative with lookalike audiences. You probably know some that work well, so that works, that's sort of what you're thinking about. And then here, another one that we also like to run, which is we've seen work well, and this really only works well when you have a lot of data and it's not really for a newer brand. This is a brand that spent like at least four or 500K on Facebook. Uh, we kind of see broad audiences work well, and with that, you kind of just tell Facebook what is the age or gender of the people buying that product. We've seen that just Facebook's pixel just really knows who your buyer is. And we've also seen cheaper CPMs this way versus something like a lookalike audience. Lookalike audiences are great, but everybody knows to do a 1%. So that 1% CPM does get a little bit expensive as time goes on. So the week of Black Friday, and this one, you know, this is the week where you want to kind of maximize sales. The audiences that you kind of want to target here are going to be all your website custom audiences, just basically, you know, every single, you probably have a, mostly everybody has lists and lists in their, in their, in their audience manager, basically, you know, bring those all in here. And of course you can make new ones as well, make engagement, engagement audiences, make video view audiences, uh, make fan audiences, VIP customer lists, upload your customer list to exist to a new one. So obviously you want to do 180 day purchases, but remember that's only 180 days. You've had purchases for the past 365 days. So build that into a new list and then um, use that as a custom audience that you can be target to during this week of Black Friday. Uh, newsletter, email lists. A lot of people have separate lists all over on their like Klaviyo or, or MailChimp. So you just make sure you upload those as well. Your website visitors and your past customers slash lead forms. 
So when you're kind of doing your, your kind of budget or bidding here, of course you want to do conversion campaigns, but something that we work well has worked well for us when we're uploading customer email lists or last year's purchasers is doing link click campaigns to these custom audiences or even like a reach campaign. The reason why is because with these audiences, remember, you just now want to show people that offer that you have that strong offer. You're not really trying to, you're trying to obviously get sales, but these people are very, should by now already know your brand and the products you have because they've purchased from you before. So we usually like to try link clicks or even reach campaigns here for, for at least for a lot of these custom audiences. After Black Friday here, you're kind of really trying to maintain the momentum. Some audiences to target are, you know, test lookalikes to see if conversions are so profitable. Of course, go back to some prospecting campaigns, go back to some of the website custom audiences. But what usually happens from what we've seen is you're trying to maintain the momentum, but the list eventually does die out because people know that they're going to get another deal in a few weeks. So, you know, this is why you, you, you definitely want to scale down your budget here. And again, here, the audiences are going to be video views, fans, VIP customer lists, customer email list, newsletter, email list, and then website visitors. Maybe you're going to get some stragglers going to buy, but usually, you know, I, this is after, when I say after Black Friday, I mean after Black Friday slash Cyber Monday. And here now we're going to talk about kind of the budgets that we're, what we think about and sort of maybe some budget suggestions. So kind of here's the typical allocation. Here's the allocation of a typical budget of 300K for a Q4. Period one, 30% of it is going to be just uh, prospecting. So basically there's a breakdown, 30% for period one, 40% for period two, 25% for period three, and then just 5% for period four. And this is kind of a, a typical breakdown that we kind of suggest for brands we work with. So for Q, the Q4 budgets, this is the kind of like the expect, uh, expectations that we always tell brands is that the strategy you're going to do, uh, we presented three strategies. The strategy really is going to determine your ad spend and the ROAS you're going to get. A strategy based solely on retargeting, of course, will be higher based on, than one based on prospecting slash retargeting. Um, in Q4, success for a brand scale would mean more ad spend and sales. You can get more aggressive on scaling, of course, with real, real rules, and we'll go over that. As, we'll go over that. But just sort of, you, I think for brands that you, you work with or, other, or just brands even on, the, on this webinar, you really need to just sort of figure out what that strategy is and know that we always tell, like, if we're just doing retargeting, of course, it's going to be higher than prospecting, especially because right now we know that prospecting in Q4 is really expensive. So you don't want to be doing too much prospecting later on in Q4. And then right now we're going to go over some rules that we, we like to implement during Q4. That way we can sort of make, make as much money as possible. Of course, all the rules here, we use Reveal. It's, uh, we've been using here at Boy Media at least over a year and a half now. It's the best automation platform that we've seen. And it constantly gets updated and provides the best support for us. So some of the rules here are just uh, basically, we call it on the safe side. We're basically, we're pausing ads and campaigns that have spent a certain amount of money, but have not converted. So let's say in the last three days, um, we spent over, let's say for example, 50 bucks and we've had no purchases, just stop this, pause that ad set. This $50, of course, we always say like, it should be at least two to three times your average CPA. Um, so this number would, is gonna be different for uh, what, what your price point is. So if you have a, for example, if you have like a $400 product and you know your CPA is 150, then this should be at least, or 50. $50 won't make any sense. Um, so yeah, just adjust accordingly. And again, if you have any questions, rules, you can always ask us and that can help you as well. So this is the one that you should definitely have. And this is just because, you know, you don't want to be monitoring your ads 24 seven, but let's reveal, we always set our rules to be checking every 15 minutes. That way we know that we're getting the best, you know, optimizations. 
the next one is uh, basically it's just pausing your ad set if it has a low ROAS and has spent about 50% of the budget uh, for that day. These rules, of course, these rules are just for Q4. So they're always are running that same day because we know that during Q4, our budgets are just so much higher that we can gather more data more quickly. So we don't need to sometimes wait three to four days. So of course you want to adjust depending on what strategy you select and how comfortable you are with um, high budgets or low budgets. So with this rule, you want to pause your ad set if it's spent is over 50% of your ad budget and your ROAS is below what you're happy with. And like I said before, like your ROAS depends on kind of how, whatever it means for your business. So for some people under one is bad, for people maybe maybe great. Some people, this number will need to be a two or three and you know, just kind of adjust accordingly. Um, the next rule, what we call here is uh, called dynamic bid bumper. So with this rule, uh, we shorten it out to DBB. What we're doing here is increasing your bid for active campaigns by 7% every two hours. And how this rule works is if the pressure in the last hour is less than the hour before, then increase the bid. Basically, if your spending has slowed down in the last hour versus the hour before, get it to spend more. It's kind of confusing, but that's kind of what that means. Basically, this helps increase the bid if you see your ad sets are stalling. This is particularly useful in sort of in high competition days like Q4, when you would normally have to adjust bad budgets manually. And because the budgets are slowly creeping up, what you're doing here is, test, is testing for the perfect bid where you're just slightly above competition, competitors, that way you're winning the auction more, but you're also not overbidding, that way you're not paying too much. Um, this can really work for any type of bid, such as basically all cost cap uh, or the other bids that exist on, on Facebook right now. Does anybody have a question on this one? Maybe. Yeah, uh, Benny had a question about bids. He says he runs a store and optimizes ads on purchases and usually keeps it on auto bidding. And I know you just talked about this rule about increasing bids. So would you suggest any manual bid strategies? Yeah, so for us here, we're, we, we're doing a lot of manual bids for anything with Q4. We're doing a lot of manual bids versus something like auto bids. Of course, auto bids is the easiest one, but let's say you're doing a targeting audience, for example, of like a 30 day uh, website visitors on Black Friday or Cyber Monday, an auto bid might not work as well just because everybody else is, comp is competing. So we always tell brands is we're gonna be doing a manual bid on retargeting audiences and sort of setting up a high bid. That way we can always appear in the auction because a bid is just trying to see, can you appear in the auction more than your competitors? I hope that kind of answers the question. And yeah, but like, but if you're doing manual, if you're doing um, automatic bidding, if you know your, what your average CPA is, then you can always uh, increase it during Q4. I think Tyler's asking, what would you set the initial bid at? I would say, Tyler, look at what your average CPA is throughout like maybe three, four months and then set that as your starting bid. And then as you're sort of playing around with it, increase it by, you know, a few dollars every day or so until you see it sort of spending. You could do it manually, but this is why we have this rule here where it kind of does it automatically. Of course, you want to be careful with it. If you have like a super high budget, you have like a daily budget of like over three, four K, you want to keep watching it. Okay. And then the next rule that we have is just to, I think a lot of people know this one, it's called surfing. Basically, if your spend today is above 50% of the daily budget and your ROAS today is over uh, th three, for example, meaning for some brands super high, then we basically just want to increase the budget by 10% every hour. This is basically, you're just trying to spend as much money as possible. And the reason why this rule works really well during Q4 is because 
your budgets are much higher and your conversion rate is much higher. So these metrics usually work and then you really want to maximize that day um, to get more sales. You just basically want to keep increasing it every time. And then another, another one that you can have as well, you can, if you want to be sort of uh, aggressive or not aggressive, you can use either one of these, they do the same thing. It's uh, increase 10% every one hour, or you can do this one, which is increase budget by 30% every three hours in case you want to be uh, doing it every hour or so. Okay, perfect. And that's all, that's sort of with the rules. Of course, the rules, like I said, reveal, we use reveal for everything. So all the screenshots are from reveal our own internal rules. And again, we suggest some setting up some sort of templates inside reveal that way you can sort of copy them over and over again or tweak them as you see fit. And then again, you can also set, like Wilson was saying in the chat, you can also set rules that way you don't need to keep watching them. And we use rules here for um, uh, just alerts as well in case, you know, it's spending a lot or it's spending too little. Then you get a notification on Slack. And then for the, for, for now, for this one, we're gonna talk about how to pretty much optimize your website for conversions during Q4. Um, basically, everybody here knows landing pages and how they work. So the reason why we, we have this slide in here is because you really want to experiment with landing pages for the top of the funnel so that you can improve your conversion rates and purchases. This is really, really helpful during period one where you're sending a lot of top of the funnel traffic that hasn't seen your audiences or your website yet. So some pages that we really recommend are your bestseller pages, product pages, collection pages, bundle pages, and holiday pages. So one thing that we see a lot of brands don't have on their website a lot is bestseller pages or even bundle pages. Bestseller pages just make sense. You should tell people, hey, this is the best products that we have and we know they're the best sellers. So here, here it is. And the reason why we like it is because you're also um, committed to users that you know what your best products are and you know that's in stock for them. Another one is also bundle pages. You want people to know that they can buy a set of three or four Let's say, for example, you have deodorants. You know that you can buy a set of three or four deodorants for, you, for yourself or for, for anybody. And then another one is just holiday pages. And we're going to go over some sort of holiday pages right now and, and the bundle pages because these are the two that we think uh, have usually the best thing for the Q4. So this is a landing page example of a bundle. I'm not sure if you guys know this brand. It's called Nomadic. Um, they kind of sell um, some sort of like travel gear. And they have a really nice bundle page that you basically, they take all the products on their website and put it into a nice little GUI that you, people can pick and choose what they want to add with their travel gear. So here you could see that I picked the travel pack that was two for 259. I picked the shirt organizer that was 29 and I picked, picked the watch that was 119. Um, price of the total is 409 and with the savings it's $57. We love this um, because it allows people to be creative and also allows you to sort of just offer a discount for a bundle, but also really gets your AOV up. Um, this store is on Shopify, so they're, they're probably using a Shopify plugin. And here's another landing page that we seen, uh, kind of like you've seen work well for the Halloween is for landing page examples is you always wanna make your landing pages relevant to that, that theme or the holiday that you're doing. So this is a Halloween one. This is another one for a SaaS company that was made, made some landing pages for um, their membership plans. That was also Halloween based. You know, if you're doing, especially if you're doing Halloween themed assets and Halloween themed ads, we think it should go to a Halloween themed landing pages just to sort of keep that congruency as you all know, like one-to-one -to, -one to make sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck. And here's another one for a Christmas sale. Basically we saw this one last year that I really liked. Basically they just have holiday themed background and then they just have the discount straight up front. That way you're not guessing what the, what the, what the discount is. And yeah, that's all. Any other questions? That's sort of it from uh, me and my end. We did get one question about 
I can't remember the name of the rule, but it was in reference to one of the rules that you had posted. The question's from Simon. It was about the impressions previous hour versus this hour. So impressions being less than the previous hour, impressions could just be because of normal ad pacing across the day. And if so, should he still use this rule? It really depends. Are you using like manual bidding or automatic bidding? Because if you're doing maybe more automatic, automatic bidding, then it's definitely from ad pacing. But if you're doing manual bidding, then it's probably because your bid is too low. So I got a, I got a question on that. Maybe yep. while he types a reply, if, if you have that rule set up, should you ever have another rule that maybe brings it back down or because at some point your your impressions will always be or at some point your impressions will be less one hour than it was the previous hour right yeah so that for that one then you definitely want to go back to the the other rule that you have which is probably the pause ad set if you're if it's a lower ROAS and it's been over 50 percent of your budget uh, okay that yeah makes sense yeah so and like yeah most of the rules have that reset again where it's like hey if it's just spending a lot and you're not getting any sales then just pause it so it's like increase it but yeah um stop it and also with like wilson saying most of these rules then reset at midnight or or the next day right so let's say your bid increases to like for example like 500 dollars. the next day we usually reset it back to what it was when it first started that day right and try again the next day yeah exactly okay and then if it spans over 50 percent and nothing stop the stop that and then the campaign doesn't start for that day anymore okay cool yeah uh we still have a few minutes left everyone so if you have uh, any more questions feel free to pop them in the chat box or in the questions box we do have some viewers in our facebook group right now but someone said no questions uh they're they're gonna watch the video on their own time which is totally cool if you are watching this video now at a later date while it's recorded you can always ask a question in the in the group in the video and we can respond to it kevin's also in the group so he'll he could be there if you tag him yeah just tag me any questions let me know or tag me and wilson we'll help you guys out perfect thanks guys yeah we got we got a couple more coming through simon uh had as a follow-up question he asked what will happen at midnight from ad delivery perspective will facebook reset everything yeah, midnight, yeah, it'll, it'll reset everything. It depends on your time zone, of course. Like when I say midnight, I mean my midnight, but depending on your time zone, it will reset, yeah. Okay, so your delivery could be just as bad again. It could take a few of those rules to have effect for it to, to get any traction. Yep, that's correct. Okay, cool. And then we got a question from uh, Tyler. Do you guys have any other templates for rules that are useful? Kevin did show us some rules there. There's also uh, a new section in Revealbot called strategies. And those are also some prepackaged rules that you could, that you could try. There are popular types of rules, for example, on the safe side, one of the ones that Kevin showed us is in there. Um, and there's a few other ones that you can, that you can see if it makes sense for your business. And they all are for different types of, of goals and objectives. So feel free to take a look at those and, and those are proven strategies in there. Yeah, with rules, uh, Reveal has a ton of, uh, built in there. And then, like we tell our, all the brands, like you got to try them out and sort of see what works for you. That way, um, you, like I said, it just depends on your goals and objectives. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking for anything particular, you can always just message me and, and I can figure out what you're trying to do. And we got another one from Escobar. How big can you scale within a day to not break the algorithms? I think, I think Wilson, what we have, we're, Wilson, you're doing like 50, 60K a day for a client, for a brand, right? And it was perfectly fine. 
Yeah, we're doing 50 to 60K a day during Q4 for a brand in December and we're for the whole month and we're perfectly fine. I think, I think the question is, is so you, you increased the budget by 50K in, in a single day? Oh, we were doing, Wilson, you know, Wilson was doing, at, um, we were using this other rule a lot, the surfing one during Q4. And it was, per- and it was working perfectly fine, which is, yeah, this one. Where we're increasing it between 10% every hour or 35% every three hours. And it was perfect, working perfectly fine with like a 5K daily start budget. And is it, is it recommended to do anything faster than 10% every hour or would you keep it there? Um, I would keep it there. Uh, I would say like you could still do, you, I mean, you could do it faster if you want. It just really depends on kind of how aggressive you want to go or sort of how, how I've done it. I think Wilson said, Wilson has done it 50% every two hours. So it definitely can work. I think we got them all. Probably gave a lot, uh, everyone a lot to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Any questions you can always just email me just Kevin at Boy media. Yeah. So any questions there? Yeah. And, and, and if you want, Kevin, you can pop in your email in, into the Facebook group too. They will, okay. when we send out the recording, it's going to be a link to the video in the Facebook group. And you can always, again, ask questions right then and there. And, and then just tag one of us if you, if you want us to answer the question and we can go back in. doesn't matter how long ago it was. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Just let me know. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about Void Media and Kevin's agency, Go to voidmedia.com and you can see exactly what type of services they offer and, and the type of clients they serve. And uh, you guys also have a lot of uh, content on your blog, which I just saw, which is awesome. So if you want to learn some more advanced strategy and how they do things over there, go uh, give a look to their blog. All right. Perfect. Uh, thank you, Reggie, for the time. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Uh, we should do it again sometime. Perfect. Thank you, Reggie. All right. Thank you guys for popping on the webinar. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. See ya. This week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voy Media. Thank you.